Welcome, everybody, to another edition of the Toogie's Take Podcast. We are back again, as we say, us, the guys. I don't think we can call us the fellas because the three of us are still not here. Sin is still enjoying the lovely land of Finland. I'm I'm convinced we're not getting him back, but <laughs> and I are here to talk uh, about a whole lot of stuff the day before the NHL draft. Endo, are you ready to talk for six hours about who's going first overall? Aye, aye, Captain. Um, honestly, uh, I I don't think we're going to talk a lot that much about the draft. Everyone knows who's going to go first. I'll let you fill in the blank because it's between two people. (laughs) (laughs) Some guy you've never heard of. That's who will go first overall, probably. Literally. Uh, Yeah. Hey, we'll talk about a bunch of hockey stuff. We're going to try to keep this as a slightly abbreviated show because we might possibly maybe be live tomorrow during the NHL draft itself. And then I think we'll have a show on Friday as well to kind of talk about what happened on the first day. Of the draft, Uh, you know, I'm not expecting a whole hell of a lot in terms of crazy trades or anything like that. I mean, obviously, right now, the main talking points are, oh, the Habs, will they or won't they? Will Shane Wright fall to fourth like Seth Jones? It's just, I don't find any fun in it. I, I don't like it. Every year, it's the same thing. Oh, will this guy go first overall like we thought all year? Or will it be this guy? Will this team trade? What will happen with this guy? It's just... It's all the same, and I don't like it. I don't like doing mock drafts either for that reason, because it's like, let me look at point totals and what professionals say, and then I'll gather my own opinion, which you could say is how we gather opinions anyway. But at the same time, like, eh. Like, does it matter if I think the Devils need a right defender? No, because they'll probably take a center. The end. Like, it's just, (laughs) it's the draft, man. Put it this way. Don Sweeney ruined me. I have not been able to enjoy a mock draft in seven years, and that is why you will never get one from me. That's the honest answer. We'll stop beating around the bush. But if you want to beat around the bush and clean up around the bush, make sure, of course, (laughs) how'd you like that one, buddy? That was good. Keep going. Don't stop. Keep going. As always, this podcast is brought to you by our lovely friends at Manscaped. You can use code to get checkout to get 20% off your order and free worldwide shipping. As we always say here, head to toe, they got you covered regardless of what you need. doesn't matter if you need clothing, whether it be a fantastic t-shirt or a set of boxes. It doesn't matter if you need deodorant for armpit and or sack. It doesn't yeah. matter if you're taking hair off of your head, around your head, whatever. I, hey, I'm not going to judge you. <laughs> Manscaped.com. Code Tuggy. 20% off. Thank you very much to Manscaped as always. And thank you to all of you for listening. And as a big thank you for listening, we're not taking any of your questions today. <laughs> Mainly because Zendo and I weren't sure if we were going to be recording uh, today until kind of the, uh, the last minute. What we were going to try to do, uh, not only today, but yesterday as well, We were going to try to get Sin on the show to talk about the San Jose Sharks news with him still being in Finland. Rather difficult to work that out time and tech wise. Uh, So because of that and because a lot of the uh, viewer questions, I think we're going to be related to the draft. It's like, let's just let's just hold off on viewer questions. We'll bring them back on Friday and we'll get some more of that uh, pineapple goodness of uh, the most random, bizarre questions we can possibly get. Uh, oh before we can get to what I 
titled Good News Season, Endo. Um, there was the breaking news about an hour or so before we started recording. Just wanted to acknowledge yeah. it. Uh, the extremely young passing of former NHLer Brian Marchment uh, died today at 53 uh, in Montreal. I mean, he was in town, I do believe, with the Sharks. He was still a scout for them, if I'm not mistaken, an amateur scout. Uh, obviously, a former... Uh, NHLer himself with 926 games played. I mean, uh, <laughs> if you want to know his legacy, I mean, he kind of fits in with the Scott Stevens of the world uh, of that era. Super physical. Good Lord. I don't know if you looked at his penalty minute totals. <laughs> oh, I can't wait to take a look right now. Oh, it's it's a thing of absolute beauty. He... <laughs> Hold on. I got to find out NL- NHL all-time PIM leader because he put know. up an unbelievable 2,307 penalty minutes in 926 games. Uh, and I do believe, site's going slow here, where is he? The, the fun fact about that is, if I am not mistaken, he is, yeah, 31st all-time <laughs> Because hockey before we were born, for the majority of people listening to this podcast, and uh, myself included, um, hockey before we were born or old enough to remember it was fucking insane. Uh, and Brian oh, Marchman yeah. definitely fit Tiger in. Williams. Oh, dude, he has almost 4,000 penalty minutes, Tiger Williams. It's, it's, it's outrageous. Um, a player of a different era. Um, obviously, it's just it was really, really shitty news to hear of his passing. Um and obviously, you know, it's just you, you think of obviously the family, his son, Mason Marchment, former Leaf, current Florida Panther. Um, yeah, it, it blows. It's the only way to put it. It's it's very shitty news. But again, it, you got to at least acknowledge the fact that it happened. Um, but that does bring us to good news season. And again, the reason why we tried to get Sin on this show, was that a motorcycle outside your window or something? Yeah, just fucking went like, what the fuck is that? Like, I had no idea. It's just the whole entire time you're like, yeah, you know, big penalties and all that. Just meow, just going through. I apologize for that. No, um, it's fine. The audio I side, heard it and I thought it was outside of my house. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So um, people listening to the, uh, the the YouTube version of this won't hear it because I'll, I'll edit it out. But there is a I don't know what it is. I'm like the fifth. I'm on like the fifth floor of my condo. And for some reason, just ripping through is some middle-aged man on his fucking Harley going through a midlife crisis before his wife takes the kids. It's like they take my kids, but they ain't taking this baby right here or whatever the fuck. Yeah. Anyways, Tuki, carry on. <laughs> In good news season, we have to start off with the news yesterday. Again, this is why we wanted to sit on the show. It just didn't work out. Mike Greer was named the new GM of the San Jose Sharks. He becomes... The first black person in over 100 years of NHL hockey to have that job title at the NHL level. Um, you know, it's something that we constantly talk about and put a spotlight on because I'm happy to see it. Like the other bits of good news season were uh, the Coachella Valley Firebirds, Seattle's AHL affiliate, hired Jessica Campbell. As an assistant coach, she'll be the first woman to serve as a full-time coach at the AHL level. The Leafs named Haley Wickenheiser an AGM. The Devils no promoted brainer. Kate Madigan to AGM. She's already the fifth person uh, promoted, the fifth woman promoted to that position at the NHL level this year, and she had been with the Devils since 2017. The sport's changing for the better. Um, 
you know, and at the same time, I think <laughs> bottom line is I've had some trolls just being like, oh, you're really white knighting and virtue signaling this. But like, we didn't talk about in October the idea of, you know, you know what happened with Chicago. And it's like, hmm, who was in charge at that point? Old white men. Oh, yeah. And now we're seeing it less than a year later. Changes are continuing to happen and it's for the better. And somebody like Mike Greer, you know, we did kind of mention how it was a little bit suspect that apparently the Sharks were whittling it down to like former Sharks only. But Mike Greer at the same time, I mean, he's 47 years old, former NHLer, played Edmonton, Washington, Buffalo and San Jose. I think he had had over a thousand NHL games. Solid NHLer. Solid, solid career. I think about how many people that play in the NHL level don't even get to a thousand games. And he has been uh, in an NHL front office on and off since 2014-15. This is someone who deserved an opportunity, gets the opportunity, and rightfully so. And I, I'm very intrigued to see what Mike Greer can do. Now, obviously, Endo, I mean, I, I can speak to it from one perspective. You obviously can speak to it now from a different perspective of like, hey, you know, just phrase it the way it needs to be phrased. Like... You are 24 years old. This is the first time in your life that someone who shares the same skin pigmentation gets a position. As fucked as that is, at least it's finally happening now. Yeah, he's a little bit darker than me, but you know what? I still got the little bit of it in me. So, uh, honestly, it's great to see. Uh, The one thing they did have an issue with, uh, not with the hiring, but just the general response online. Uh, because not only for him, but just in general, everyone who was hired, like what is I mentioned on Twitter, there was like two organizations making big moves. Now that I know about the one happening with Coachella Valley and with the Devils, that's four. Four yeah. franchises making big moves in terms of developing their squads. And the first thing everyone says is, why is it an why isn't it an old white man? And why is it a woman? Why is it a black man? Why is it this? Why is it that? First of all, why should it matter? It shouldn't. But people right. see that for reasons of right. that we all know. It's blatant and it's there. Uh, I, I just personally think that it's a new age and people are realizing that, hey, remember how we had multiple people of different diversities all play hockey from like the 80s and 90s? Yeah, they're getting older now. So the crowd's a lot more diverse. We're not just going to random people off the street and just saying, hey, we need a black guy to be our fucking GM. Right. You. And this guy's like has nothing to his credit whatsoever. Guys mm-hmm. put a thousand games in the NHL and he's clearly well respected. And the, the the Sharks are looking for a new identity. So why not go through anything else? Because clearly something needs to change. And so have, why not have a big shakeup with a guy who is clearly liked by the fans and by just general hockey itself it says like he's been there for how long then we talk about Haley Wickenizer. this is the one i really don't understand why people are upset about because she has a 20 year career on the canadian national women's national team she is a four-time olympian gold she's medalist a doctor <laughs> she's a fucking doctor not like the thing is though like i didn't even i didn't even i remember she was a doctor but i didn't really put that into equation as well She's four-time gold, one-time silver. She's been with the Leafs organization since she retired in 2017. 2018, she was she was assistant general manager of hockey operations. 
Then she went to senior role like recently, and now she's less than GM. That is literally proving your worth and grinding out to get wherever you want. Hmm. Have you seen the prospect development with the Leafs over the past few years? We have too many people, so we have them either buried inside the minors or we put them on waivers and people grab it from us. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to sugarcoat because you know, wearing the leaf hat and everything, but generally speaking, you you see someone who's on that good of a job, and the first thing you think of is their pigmentation and what they have between their legs on their chest. Fuck off. That's yeah. it. I think you, you know you kind of said it perfectly in that this isn't a matter of people getting hired for their gender or based on the color of their skin. It's people of a certain gender, of a certain skin color that are finally not getting overlooked for those opportunities for those reasons when for the longest time it was just the easy thing to do to be like, let's bring in Jeff. Jeff's our guy. <laughs> like Jeff's the just, guy. Bring in Shirelli. Bring in Shirelli one more time. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like again, it, it's not that you know, people like Mike Greer are getting hired just because the Sharks are trying to win woke points. He is incredibly qualified. Haley Wickenheiser is incredibly fucking qualified. An elite level athlete, intelligent as fuck. She's a fucking doctor. Like, again, I, I'd like to think, obviously, that people who think that way probably don't like us and don't listen to our show anyway. So I'd like yeah. to think that we're obviously preaching to the choir. And obviously, like, that's, Do you-, you know... That, that's something that I, I mentioned to you yesterday because I had put that out on Twitter just in regards to like anything like anything overly political in a sense. Like we live in a society now where it's like, do, do you voice your opinion about certain things at all, knowing that you're bound to alienate somebody or do you just try to play the middle of the road as best you can to not piss off anybody and no disrespect to people that do. But at the end of the day, I mean, you and I are who we are. Sin is who he is. We're vocal people. We have no problem letting you know, hey, this is how we think. You like it? Cool. If you don't, fucking take a walk. It's yeah. pretty simple. Yeah. I've and been very vocal. Yeah. I was going to say, oh, go especially ahead. on something like this, where it's like, I'm sorry, there is a clear level of right and wrong here. Like, if you are complaining about Mike Greer being named the GM of the San Jose Sharks, that says a lot more about you. Exactly. Uh, when you said, uh, you know, people like you, people might not watch your show. It's like, and they don't be cool with us. Like, they'd be cool with you. Probably not me. Just, just, just you know, just, just, just put it out there with the response with uh, how everything's been so far. And the one thing I told you was like, the one thing that is really hard to do, what I've noticed on social media, especially nowadays with everything and everyone's thinking everything's woke, is. Do you conserve your views or do you, like you said, do you walk the line in hopes of getting sponsorship Mm. uh, over actually keeping to your morals? Because you you even said like, you know, like, I'm not sure what exactly it is. Like, am I wrong in what I said or am I this or am I that? But the one thing that I do say to people is if you're going to say something, back it up with something have a actual conversation about it because if you can't educate on whatever you're talking about and do any of that then then there's no reason for it uh come correct or don't come at all is what i like to say there you go um other talking points to be had here i did have a section called rumor season 
if there's anything there, like I don't, I don't know. Like, let me take a look. Kind of like I mentioned with the draft, it's like, eh, it is what it is. Like Nazem Kadri's name, obviously being thrown out there a lot about how much is he going to get paid, what teams are interested. Um, you know, I figured we'd bring it up because Boston was mentioned, but Boston's also been mentioned for Vinny Trocheck, and Boston was mentioned this week. Uh, because Jake DeBrusque has rescinded his trade request because it was fairly obvious at the time, and it's now confirmed yep. he was one of the players that didn't get along with Bruce Cassidy. So, uh, yeah, Jake, time to really prove your worth, buddy, and that they made the right choice of going with you and not sticking with Bruce Cassidy. We'll see what happens there. Um, like Kevin Weeks mentioned that Pugliarvi's name is out there. JT Miller's name is out there. Tarasenko, Tory Crew, like... It's all the same stuff heading into a draft and heading into free agency of will this player move, will this player won't. So I don't know if there was anything in that specific you know section you wanted to talk about in depth, but it's just it's it's rumor season. I mean, the draft is tomorrow, as absurd as that is, right? It's it's yeah. weird. It's really weird. <laughs> got nothing. Yeah, I got nothing. Fair I'm enough. just looking over at the the next point over uh, for the uh, the Tampa trade. Also, uh, just a quick message to uh, uh, Bruins fans: stop asking for David Krejci to come back. Let the Apparently. man do, let the man do his thing. Let him be a family man. If he wants to come back, he'll come back on his own. But I think right now you're in a spot where you don't need him to come back. Honestly, see how this draft goes. If it goes shit, which it probably will, no offense. Um, it's gonna be. Why would you want to bring him back? So that way you can pull a leaf and be like, oh, we can put seats in while we're just absolutely dog shit. Like, right? So- the reason why Krejci's name is back up there is because Don Sweeney confirmed in a press conference today, and I have the quote, I've been in touch with David and his team. He spent a lot of time with his family deciding what he'd like to do. The conversations have gone well. It's just a matter of when David decides ultimately and if we're going to be uh, and if we're going to be the place that he chooses. So there are talks going on as to whether or not he's going to come back, but nothing even remotely close to confirmed or anything like that. It's just yeah. It's rumor season, man. It's rumor season. Yeah. Um, you mentioned the Tampa trade. We'll talk about that now. Ryan McDonough, four day, or three days ago. It feels like 17. Uh, Ryan McDonough <laughs> has been dealt to the Tampa Bay Light, or from the Tampa Bay Light to the National Predators in exchange for defenseman Phil Myers and prospect Grant Mismash, which is incredible. Um, I didn't really understand this trade at the time, and I still kind of don't. For now, there were the rumors out there, and the Blue Jackets have denied this that McDonough was going to be waived and that the Jackets would claim him, which does seem far fetched because Columbus, I think, was 11th in the waiver order or something like that. So I don't know about I think that. So, yeah. But the idea was Tampa needs to get rid of Ryan McDonough's near $7 million cap hit to open up room. They do get rid of McDonough, but they bring back $2.5 million of Phil Myers. Phil Myers making $2.55 million. So you don't really free up as much cap space as you'd think. And as of today, I mean, because of Brent Seabrook, like they still are technically, they have about $6 million in cap space today once Seabrook's LTIR kicks in. And again, Ruda, Nash, and Palat uh, would need to be signed. I don't think you're signing Andre Palat for $6 million, so it makes me think, obviously, there's still a little bit more to come. Uh, for Tampa, though, I mean, I, again, I get the idea of moving McDonough, but right now their defense on paper and not proper like left right here, but Hedman, Sergachev, Chernock, that's phenomenal. Myers, yeah. Bogosian, Calfoot. 
Now, Tampa's spoken positively, obviously, about Phil Myers. They have confidence in him. But, uh, yeah, I, I I don't know if that defense is going to be good enough to kind of sustain what they've been able to do over the past couple of years, especially if they don't keep Andre Palat or they have to move somebody to be able to keep him. I don't know. I, I don't know. Like, well, I don't know what they're going to do. It's a weird <laughs> spot that they're in, too, for the uh, sole purpose of, like, hey, nobody's really proven for him right now. <laughs> Nashville, though, I love this deal for them. Their left side defenders at this point, Roman Yossi, Matias mm-hmm. Ekholm, and Ryan McDonough. If UC, Star- if UC Saro stays healthy, that team makes the playoffs next year again. I'm calling it. I'm calling it. If I they, think well, regardless if he stays healthy, Philip Forsberg's kind of the toss-up, right? Yeah. I, I think regardless if they if UC like heals and is ready for the beginning of the season, they'll be they'll be in there for sure. They just didn't have the longevity and the support of their backup goaltending. Because holy David Riddick just Oh my god. No. Like you did okay when you were when you were with uh with the Flames, then you came to Toronto and just you were you were okay there, but this year you were just no, no, just no. He lost his backup spot to uh, Connor Ingram in the playoffs. It didn't take very long. Oh yeah, he um, lost for regular season too. Holy shit! That he did. Uh, for the Ottawa Senators as well, the news that they bought out Colin White's contract. The buyout will last six years. Until 2028, it'll cost them 875k against the cap every year, except for 24-25, where they'll actually get 600 grand in credit. Uh, he is a player that could land literally anywhere. Trust me, like he's a Boston guy too. So immediately, people are going to the Bruins. Least fans, huh? Kyle, good guy to get for cheap. Like he could land literally anywhere. But they signed him to a six-year deal worth 475 uh, back in 2019. Three years later, they buy it out. So uh, we'll see. He also uh, has never played a full NHL season. Most games in a season, 71 back in 2018, 2019. So I don't know. He could be a Leaf. He could be a Bruin. He could literally land on any team in the NHL on a prove-it deal. Like, that's it's just a matter of where. Yeah. Here's the best part about guys who just got bought out. You can give them fucking dirt cheap contracts for short term. I remember when the Leafs grabbed Tyler Ennis. After he got bought out, oh my god, it was like league minimum or whatever. And the guy was making like 200, like he was making like two mil just from the buyout itself. It was mm. absolutely insane. I, I see Leafs maybe making a move on this. I don't know. We just have so much in the, the system. Also, why grab Colin White when you have like a guy who's like six foot eight, like Curtis Douglas in your roster now who's on an NHL deal? Call him up, have him literally just beat the crap out of people. Hmm. And the uh, the final talking point that we have here today, and again, we were going to wait until Friday to do a show, but then that show would have been like two hours. So it's like, hey, let's get like a half an hour, 45 minute show in there today. Uh, it's everything going on with uh, with Russia, which we haven't really gotten a full chance to talk about. Uh, last episode, the Ivan Fedotov situation started to develop and we got to talk about it yeah. briefly. Um, it, it is worth noting as well, the double uh, IHF, uh, an independent disciplinary board confirmed that they will not be getting back the 2023 World Junior or World Championship. Uh, and Russia and Belarus are still both on the outside looking in and will not be allowed to participate to the surprise right. of absolutely nobody. 
Uh, and then again, there was the Ivan Fedotov situation. Uh, Flyers goalie prospect who signed with the team, he wanted to come over, uh, was playing for CSKA Moscow, which is a club with pretty heavy military ties. Uh, and as a result of him uh, wanting to leave, essentially, it kind of feels like, and there were reports out that it was probably retaliation from CSKA's owner, who was known to be good with, with Putin and everything. Um, yeah. The owner kind of said, oh, you want to leave? Well, uh, the only reason you haven't served in the military yet is because you're playing hockey. And if you don't want to play hockey here, we're invoking your mandatory military service. And we're going to accuse you of draft dodging. Uh, It has already been confirmed within days. He has been moved to an Arctic outpost for military service. Yeah. Um, I believe the word was like three months mandatory training. And then he essentially gets the deal of going into the military for one year, regular military service, or gets to sign like another two-year deal with CSKA Moscow. Um, there was also the the weird reports of him, whether or not he was ill. A lot of people like, was he poisoned? His lawyer said he was just stressed out as shit, which is understandable. Yeah, I'd be um, stressed out too. If, you know, I'm just going to go for a meeting and then, hey, you, you have to go to, to service. You have to go. Bye. Briat fucking throw you in the car and go like i'd be pissed off i'd be fucking panicking my whole future and longevity is kind of screwed and especially with everything going on with it right now and oh you have to join the military oh shit current world issue yeah i'd be freaking out as well um yeah people are just spinning something i think then again people don't know because of the history with putin and everything too right so yeah, I mean, all in all, it's just, it's, <laughs> you know, to to as much as people like to say it or don't like to say it, it is a different world over there right now. And uh, there, there's just so much to that entire situation. Uh, another aspect of it, I mean, and again, you, you kind of talk about like what players have the platform to get away with, with saying or doing something and which ones don't. Um, a lot of talk of Alex Ovechkin again. Um, he was asked about the situation in an interview and uh, asked if he wanted to comment. And he said, no, why? And that was it. Obviously, anytime you mention Ovechkin, it brings up the debate in the comments between North Americans primarily of could Ovi get away with something? Could he not? What would happen to him? What would happen to his family? Artemi Panarin spoke out. Nothing happened to his family. Like It just leads to that whole thing. Um I I don't even know at this point. Like that's just a very frustrating topic in terms of again, there's the the Fedotov stuff and then Ovi's name pops up because of it. Anybody expecting Alexander Ovechkin to say anything, it's just it's not gonna happen at this point, obviously. Um and then of all people, Slava Fatisov was asked about the Fedotov situation, and he said Essentially, my situation was different because I was a loyal soldier who was sold to the NHL rather than me actually defecting. Correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, that is not the story <laughs> that we have gotten for years and years and years. Um, he thinks Mr. Fedotov is looking to uh, 
Given that uh, on his Wikipedia page, you can literally see right in the top section, after retiring as a coach, Fatisov embarked on a political and executive career. After the 2022 or 2002, excuse me, Winter Olympics, Russian President Vladimir Putin offered him a position of Minister of Sport, which he held until 2008. Uh, he was also the president of, uh, oh, would you look at that, CSK Moscow uh, at a time. <laughs> like, the bottom line is, like, Obviously, Slava Fatisov's going to sit there and lie about what happened. Like, he was outright, essentially, smuggled out of the country and defected to be able to play in the NHL. Um, that was when it was still the Soviet Union. And obviously, now he's going he's gonna to schmooze up a little bit to who he has to, to, uh, you know, not potentially get in trouble himself. So, the bottom line is, like, you look at players, former players, people commenting on it. At the end of the day, I I don't even know what to say about all this. But then there was the report today too, uh, that has since been you know uh, kind of combated by Bill Guerin himself. There were the reports about Kirill Kaprizov and whether or not he, upon hearing the Fedotov news, returned to the U.S. Um, with the report from Andrew Zardanowski, who had mentioned that there is reports in Russia that fraudulent military IDs were sold to players to be like, I already served, I can leave. And Kaprizov's name was mentioned there too. It's all just a fucking mess. Yeah. It really is. And regardless of, and look, I flat out saw comments, like regardless of what we think over here in North America, regardless of what the Russian people think on Twitter, there are, especially like in response to the OB thing, there were a lot of people who were responding about Ovi, essentially calling him a coward. But regardless of what we think over here, regardless of what the Russian people actually think, all of this just seems to really push towards a really uh, difficult situation for Russian prospects who want to come over. Um, and especially if we are closing in on what feels like uh, essentially the Iron Curtain 2.0. Um, obviously, though, it's just so much of this is overshadowed by the fucking war that is still ongoing and has been ongoing for almost five months. Like, in case people forgot, like, oh, why isn't Fedotov allowed to come over? He probably would have been, except Russia's still currently invading the Ukraine. <laughs> like, that, that, little, that little chestnut of uh this entire shit show so and no i know i've talked a lot here and thrown out a lot of e information and details like i just look at this as like it almost feels kind of shitty to talk about hockey when you know the only reason we're talking about someone like fedotov not being allowed to leave is literally it's just it's a power play hockey pun not intended because of the fucking war it's just Holy shit, is it a lot? Yeah, there's. It's like almost every day there's more information. Not even like every hour, there's something else coming out about this, about that. And another thing, too, is because all that, everything's being kind of kept hush hush. So we're basically seeing one piece of information that's like, is this right? Is this 100% accurate? And people are just going with it as well, too. Um, th This whole thing is just so fucked. Just completely. Um, Especially the rumor of, you know, if they're being sold like fake IDs so that it shows that they're actually in the military service. 
Mm. Uh, another thing too, with Fedotov basically being told, "Hey, do your three years mandatory training, your basic training, three three months basic training, and then come back to the team that you wanted to leave from mm-hmm. with the guy who basically kind of ratted you out or found out that you had fake papers." Mm-hmm. Like, I like if I'm Fedotov, it's kind of like, do I just do the two years service? Or do I actually like, or the one year regular military commitment, or do I just go play hockey for two years? Knowing, you're, you're, yeah, not to cut you off, but knowing that you could very well be sent to fucking Ukraine on the front lines if you try. Like, look, think about that. Okay, yeah. three months training, you can come back to us and play hockey, or there's a chance you get sent to a war zone in the Ukraine. I just yeah. like you could like it's blatant clear as day what the hell they're doing it's fucked man like there's only so much right like there's only so much you could speak to on it yeah so crazy the, the thing is to like as like it's it's tough to keep the perspective right because Again, there is an active fucking war going on at the same time. Like, yeah, is it affecting the world of hockey? Yes, but like, how unimportant is that in the grand scheme? But then you think of like, well, these are just guys who want to fucking play hockey for it's just, you know, there's always that whataboutism that I see a lot of people putting out of like, oh, well, who gives a fuck if this kid isn't going to get drafted in the first round now? People are dying in a war and they're not raw. <laughs> But at the same time, it's like the correlation. It's just it's someone it's who's exhausting. caught in a hard place. That's basically what it is. The conversation yeah. of what's being forced onto someone over something that's happened. I mean, like draft dodging is nothing new. Um, I can think of someone who who draft who da- who draft dodged and was uh you know a considerable member of the U.S. Parliament and military. Uh, not military, fake military. Uh, but you know. You know, just just to get in there, just a little salt in the wound. But yeah, very, very. <laughs> I can't think of the word right now. Very smooth there. That was uh, yeah. Eh. I was I was smooth. And I kept going. And I just kind of like like kind of fucked up at the end there, but it's all good. <laughs> but yeah. Yeah, man. I don't know. Like I said, there's just so much. There's just so much to it, and it's. It's a hell of a world we live in right now, I think is the best way I can think to sum it up. And, you know, like I said, we got some of the the happier news in there. And it's tough because the people who are like, hey, this serious thing's going on. It's like, yeah, you're right. Most hockey fans do just want to focus on the fact that tomorrow's the draft. (laughs) Like, it's just a weird spot. But we'll leave it at that. Like I said, Thursday during the draft might be live on my channel. Don't know yet. Honestly, it's. If I can, like, bottom line, like, uh, live draft coverage is competing directly with uh, Girlfriend24 and I finishing up season four of Stranger Things. Uh, We're trying to get there. Um, What a fucking show, though, man. We're, like, halfway now through season four. I don't know, Endo, if you watch it. It is, uh, I'm late to the party. Probably recency bias. Bare minimum bottom five show all time for me at this point. Maybe even in top three already. It's uh damn. It's a hell of a show, man. It's a hell of a show. But, yeah, the yeah, one thing it, about that show, 
um, is because of how like the cast is growing older with them. It forces them to like, you know, they can't be like 12 for the full kit for fucking like three years. Right. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I liked about like stuff like that. I think it was a movie. Was it boyhood or whatever that like the concept was like it was filmed literally over 20 years. Yeah. And you I, could I tell the quality. That, yeah. Yeah. It, it's really it's really interesting. I don't think it was Boyhood, but it was it was a different. No, no you movie, got it. Filmed over short boyhood, periods okay. from 2002 to 2013. Like that's insane. That's crazy. It's like the concept behind that's actually really cool. Uh, it's probably mm. fucking expensive as shit. Uh, but you know, it's a good idea. And like, how the hell do you even make that work? Like, you just gotta hope that the like the other act. Like, you can't really hire too many older actors, can you? <laughs> or you could just be like, well, Grandma died. Like, how are you supposed to handle that with the other actors who aren't just the kid? I mean, the Sopranos found a way. Ladies and gentlemen, you can catch Endo everywhere at Endo Mills. <laughs> oh, Endo, what do you got going on? Uh, nothing much. I might go live later today. I'm not sure. I was playing Smash uh, against uh, one friend of the channel who was on here before, Davos. Uh, he hit me with a downward aerial and I took it personally and it just smacked him the rest of the night. So, you know, casually how it is. Twitch on TV and the mills, you know, you know, but that's me. I have been garbage at Smash my entire life. Garbage? I I didn't think I was good at all. I just mm. started wave dashing. He's like, you fucking wave dasher. I'm like, oh shit. Okay, I guess I'm decent at this game. <laughs> And Isn't I played that the online. You don't think you're good, and then you get called up for being a cheap prick. Oh yeah. Then I played online, and everyone was fucking. Uh, everyone was like, uh, what was it? Not Fox. Everyone was uh, the blue fucking guy. I can't remember his name. Falco. No. Falco. Yeah, Falco. Everyone was yeah. Falco and just wave dashing and fucking shooting me going across the fucking map all over the place. <laughs> I self deft once, and this guy just quit. I'm like, all right, I guess I'm off. I guess I'm leaving now. <laughs> Fantastic. Everybody can catch me everywhere at Tookie24, playing a hell of a lot of F1 on stream lately. It's a damn good time. Uh, but with that, yeah, we'll call it quits. Like I said, a bit of a shorter show today rather than a massive Friday show. Uh, we will be back, though, I think on Friday to be able to talk about the draft and nothing. Because nothing's going to happen. There won't be trades. Prove me wrong, NHL. <laughs> let's also let's before see we go. craziness. Quick shout out. Congrats to the regs for winning GWC. We didn't talk about that at all, but uh, congrats. That GWC set looked pretty nice, uh, but it looked absolutely dead. Maybe it's because of COVID. I don't know. Maybe because it was in Montreal, but I don't know. It, it just looked dead. Great, a great venue. Great venue, but just the crowd looked dead. I wasn't able to pay attention to anything related to the NHL GWC. Um, yeah, but we got better things yeah. to cover. A big Sports get <laughs> shots fired. <laughs> congrats to Regs, indeed. And uh, yeah, shit, everybody, we'll see you on Friday. Enjoy the drafts and enjoy feeling pressured to think about serious topics all the time instead of just enjoying hockey for what it is. You know, I don't know. I don't even know anymore. Goodbye, everybody. We love you. Farewell. Enjoy yourself. <laughs>